Revelation Hour. Uh, lovely to have you here with us today. Um, lovely day this morning, isn't it? Beautiful weather. Really lovely temperature. Compared to last week, um, quite warm as well. So uh, it's one of those things. Um, but I hope everyone is well. Um, really happy to, as I said, that you're here today. And uh, we hope that we have a, a lovely time together. Uh, but why don't we open up in prayer first and then we'll just get crack on. Father, we thank you. We thank you so much for this day. We thank you, Father, that we're able to come together again and to be able to see things or discuss things and to be able to hear what you're saying, Father, and just to really inquire of you mm. and to be able to see things from your perspective. Yes, Lord. And Father, we just pray that as we spend time today on Revelation Hour, that you will speak to our hearts that we, you will put the words in our mouths, Father, and that you will actually continue to reveal your heart to us all, Father, for this time, the season that we're in, and for the season to come. So, Father, we commit this time into your hands. Just pray, Father, that you will have your way and that your will be done, Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Um, Again, a few things to mention um, before we, uh, we begin as well. Um, we've got different uh, avenues for, us, for, for you guys to reach out to us. Um, we've got Facebook, Facebook page, when most of people can actually watch, listen to the show live as well and, and also on demand. We've got Twitter accounts. If you want to tweet things, you want to send messages to us, please send us tweet and We've got email address as well, so that's a nice way for you to send video pictures. And we also got a group, Revelational group on Facebook, if you want to send anything else as well. Um, but feel free, if you have any question, um, you know, use the comments, reactions. If you're on the Zoom, just use the chat, you know, like we, we, usually, uh, we usually do. Um, again, what we do, we always go back to um, what we've been looking into, which is building a community within and that's really been what we've been trying to do and i think one of the first thing that we begin is really to look at how can we do this um but before that we um basically we looked how the world has changed over the last few months i mean i think we're over 80, 80, 86 87 days in the lockdown mm-hmm. uh which is quite interesting it's quite it's quite, um, yeah, as I said, it's, it's a quite a long time when you think about it. And then obviously there's a lot of things that's been relaxed since then. But, uh, you know, as the world see the future from a science perspective in terms of the data that they're collecting in terms of the COVID-19, whether to release people, to open pubs, to open restaurants, to open things, we, as people of God, have to see the world from God's perspective. And you mentioned that. It's very important for us in this season as well. Um, and I want us to talk this morning about something. We talked a lot about different aspects. We, you know, we had some guests coming in as well. We mentioned different aspects of it. And, but I wanted to talk, touch about the positive of the lockdown because I think so far 
we looked at the lockdown as something which is like wow that is that's going to change that's really change our lives and and most of the time we mention it not so much for the good but actually there's been good stuff that's been coming out of the lockdown and and i think this is what i want us to talk about this morning you know briefly to look into this and and potentially as we finish you're trying to conclude on our topic on the antichrist which is you know still waiting there there's quite a few things we want to touch on so let me just ask you this question Mars. from your perspective what's been a positive of the lockdown i think for me the positives have been um just having everyone in the same place um with the family members um so being able to slow down take time to be able to spend with you guys and also with the lord and i think it's um that's been a very positive thing for me um I, just having you around and um for the children to have you around as well because we know that when people are up and down working and traveling and you know doing things that excuse me <clears throat> they tend to not have as much time for family members and um and also you're just in the yeah you just you're just in the in the mode of of just getting on with life so i think it's given people the thing that i've been hearing a lot is that it's just nice to slow down and have time to reflect upon life um upon maybe the next steps or where they are now or you know and i think that time of just being able to slow down um to be able to take things in to be able just to breathe and uh has been a very positive thing for most people. It's mm. good. Uh, we 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 uh, I just kind of took few aspects of positive for the lockdown, and I want us to discuss. And I think you touched a little bit on, on on the family side of it. But let me show you this. Uh, let's show all our listeners this one. That was taken um, um, about I think it was about a week, a week and a half ago, or something. And and it's during the um, movements, especially during the. Um, uh, demonstration um that's been taking place this image mass that really for me does sum up a lot of things and and just to give a bit of the background um there was there was something that was last week and there was the black Lives matters movement um as well as the um supremacist as well coming in and what's been taking place here is very simple this guy um kind of got into some kind of problems you know he got into some problem and um he's been told say that he say something to some of the demonstrators and uh things got kind of erupted and it's gone into a scuffle and uh this lovely image that you see here this this uh, black life matters protesting carrying this white supremacist to safety and he's been on tv after that he's been interviewed and and the question that they asked him what did you do it and his response was very simple i didn't want him to see him die and for me when i look at this it sum up everything as you can see here in this picture is is going to be he's just going to be stamped on and this guy just picked him up and bring him to safety 
as we look at the scripture, but I say to you, Matthew 5, 44, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who speedfully use you and persecute you. Is it not an amazing uh, picture of love, despite coming from different background, having different ideology, different way of thinking, one's fighting for justice, the other ones probably came for trouble. But they go, they're both trying to raise their voices and there is a confrontation. And instead of seeing him, let him be stamped by others, he carried him and take him to a safety place so he can be looked after. What's your take on it, babe? I think it's beautiful. Mm. Um, and I think it's exactly what Jesus would do. Absolutely. Um, so it's, it's in all of this, we've had a, a lot of um, discussions and we will continue to have discussions, I'm sure, for many years to come. Um, but what we've said from a Christian perspective is that, you know, that's what Jesus would do. You know, we do what Jesus would do. And I don't know whether this guy is a Christian or not. Um, but the thing is, the fact that he is actually... He has a heart to, in his heart, he knew what was right or what was right to do. Um, and he, he did what he thought was the right thing to do. I think that... You know, and I think that's beautiful. Mm, it's beautiful. I remember, you know, talking to Julienne, my old daughter, and, and she was looking at all those pictures and, and, and really beginning to understand about the uh, persecution black people went through over the centuries and over the years and even in America. And she got a little bit angry. Um, she got a little bit upset, which you would understand in this current situation. And one of the things that we said to her, you know, we said to her to show love in the circumstances and no hate. And when I see this picture, I see this picture of pretty much what everybody's fighting for, the end of racism, so everybody can be united, you know, despite the color of your skin or your race, um, so on. We see a display of unity here. We see a display of caring. Um, but most importantly, we see a display of love. Mm -hmm. you know and that is the main thing you know Matthew says this but I say to you love your enemies bless those who curse you do good to those who hate you and pray for those who speedfully use mm -hmm. you and persecute you, yeah, use you yeah. and that's what we need to show and, and I think for me that's one of the positive of this 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 lockdown mm -hmm. is that despite the confrontation despite the, the racism, despite the things that happened over the last few months that intensified this Black Lives Matter movement, we still see love be displayed. Acts of love, yeah. A pure act of love. Mm -hmm. Like I said, he could leave the guy, he could have left it As you can see now, the picture, he was on the floor and, you know, and, and this probably was going to get uh, really done. Mm -hmm. But at that moment, at that precise time and moment, this guy said, I didn't want him to die. Mm. At that precise time, 
life matters. It wasn't black life matters. It was life matter. Mm. And he display exactly what he's fighting for. Mm. Life matter. I read something earlier on in the week and it says that the world is changed by your example, not your opinion. Mm. And I think this really sums up as well exactly this, you know, as you said, this guy then was on all the channels. He was being interviewed by so many people because the response was not what was expected. Yeah. And his and example. That's, that's exactly his the example, response rather than what was yeah. expected. And yeah. his example has changed. You know, it says the world is changed by your example, not your opinion. Mm -hmm. Because we have a lot of dialogue at the moment. We have a lot of conversations. We have, and quite rightly, you know. Um, but it's always you know, you lead by example, don't you? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, the world is changed by that. It's mm -hmm. changed by what we do, not necessarily what we say, you know? Absolutely. I was quite interested you said that because I was speaking to a couple, a couple of guys I'm mentoring and I was telling them that your character is very, very important. Mm. You know, you can have all the power, you know, all the money, all the adulation, but it's your character mm. that would test the time. It's a character that would make you or break you. Mm. And for me, that is display of pure love. And as I said, we don't know whether he's a Christian, uh, um, you know. Um, mm, from that background. We don't know which religion he is. He may not have any religion at all. Mm. We don't even know. You know, mm. he may have a different sexual mm. orientation. We, mm. we don't know at all. Mm. But what we do know is this that picture, mm. it show, I think, the kind of love that we need to show to one another, even especially those who, uh, we call our enemies mm. very important mm. so i think that was one of the positive of the lockdown mm. um if you have any positive as well that you want to mention in your comment please feel free to add it to it be nice to discuss it the next thing that i wanted us to touch is this one now i am not per se an intercession intercessor and my wife pray a lot and while I've seen during that time, I received a lot of word about the church rising, but not rising on the outside, but rising the spirit. And I saw a rise of prayer. You know, I saw people that usually would not pray in the early hours begin to pray in the early hours. And the type of prayer that I've seen and I heard are not the prayer for your personal needs. They are prayer for the nations, prayer for God's will, prayer for God's kingdom to be established on this earth. There's been a tremendous move of the spirit among people, among the intercessors, but also among people to begin to pray and seek God's face. There's been a tremendous move of the spirit about people kind of readjusting and realigning their way to God's ways. And I've seen it. You know, as I said last week, we're praying until five, five, six o'clock in the morning. Something that I don't do often, but I'm actually, actually enjoy that time of prayer. And she enjoy be praying in the early hours, praying for nations, praying for people, praying for God's will to be established. But I think that God is calling us, he's calling us to pray. And as I said, for me, that has been, from a spiritual perspective, that has been one of the positive for the lockdown the time that we have now to pray because that time that journey that we're doing to go to work by the time you come back you're tired that we have not 
begin to spend more time praying. You begin to join in prayer groups as well. Friends begin to pray together. So there is really a positive into this intercession rising. The intercession is rising and it's keep rising. It keep rising. People keep praying. People keep seeking God's face. People keep seeking God's will. People keep seeking God's kingdom to be established. And that's for me, that has been one of the positive. But from an intercessor's point of view, what's, what's your take on it? It had to rise. Intercession had to rise um, for what God wants to do through his church um, and what he, what, what he wants to do. Um, intercession had to rise. Um, we have to be in alignment with him. Spiritually, we need to be in alignment with, with him, the things that we want to see and he wants to see manifested on the earth um, in order for him to use us in that way. We need to be in alignment with him. Um, there's a scripture, it says, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. It's in Ezekiel 3.17. You know, intercessors are are people who who watch and wait and hear um, what God is saying. And, you know, as as we hear, we bring what God is saying um, to him. Um, we bring it and we speak to him about it and we intercede on behalf of, as you said, it's not just for ourselves, you know, mostly it's not for ourselves. It's, it's for, it's for things that are taking place now. So the things that you see in nations, you see in families taking place, you see in the church taking place, you see in communities taking place, you know, God has given us a heart for these things. Um, and it's, it's a wonderful thing to be able to intercede and to be able to have the opportunity to do so. It's a privilege um, to be able to sit at, at the feet of the Lord and, and go and, and approach his throne and to be able to bring those things before him because he is expecting, he's looking for people to do so. So this is why it's such a privilege to do so. This is why I was saying that it, it needed to rise because as long as there are problems in the world, as long as there are things that, are injustices are taking place as long as people are dying as long as people are hungry and people are poor and there are there are disparities in the world you need intercessors absolutely you I, need people to I, cry out to god i you think know? you're right i think you're absolutely right in that sense and I, and I think it is quite interesting that god is really seeking now and you know i love this description Ephesians 6 18 says he's praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. But look at that. Be watchful Watchful. to this. Mm -hmm. And with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Mm -hmm. It is very interesting. And I think that is a paradigm key in terms of prayer. It's number one to continue to pray. And I think God needed, as you said, needed the intercession to rise. God needed to kind of put a pause on the things, on the bustles of life that we're doing and allow people to kind of take a step back and begin to see God's face. God needed people to begin to pray in the spirit at all hours. Some Mm. pray during the day, some pray during the night. God needed for people to begin to be watchful to the end. 
because of what's coming. God needed for people to intercede for the nation, especially during mm. this time. For the leaders of the nation. Absolutely. Mm. It's important. And God needed for the church to wake up. Yeah. You know, the church to wake up, to yeah. take its right Full place, place yeah. in a spirit. <clears throat> because as you said, the word is seeking solution in every area, every department. There's a crisis which cannot be solved by human wisdom. wisdom. Yeah. It has to be solved by the Spirit of God. Yeah, that's right. And in order to be solved by the Spirit of God, people have to seek God's Spirit, God's ways. You know, I love the scripture and I quoted it yesterday as I was speaking and different things. You know, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean upon your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, all the ways mm. and he shall direct your path. And that's very important. So mm. whilst we seek for solution, you know, pray for the leaders, even the Bible keeps telling us that we need to pray for leaders if we want to have a peaceful yeah. life. Yeah. So it is very important that God needed something to mm. get the church to pray intensively. Mm. I'm not saying the church wasn't praying, but he needed a certain type of prayer so his will can be established. And during this lockdown, as the uh, intercessions rose, you know, we've seen many things be changed. Mm. We've seen many bias that have been broken, a stronghold that be turned on, you know, as a result of it. So it is very, very powerful in that sense. And I pray that this is not just a blip, but it will be something that will be continuous for all of us, you know, who continues to pray, continue to see God's ways mm, because, because this, of what's coming. Yeah, and because this is part of the preparation. Absolutely. Um, you, we're talking about preparing a community within, you yeah. know, um, as, you know, someone beautiful who we know, he always says to us and to everyone, you know, that prayer is, is the engine room, mm. you know, it's the engine room. So without prayer, you know, you, you won't see the manifestation of God's will, mm -hmm. you know, his promises, his purpose, you know, upon this earth. We have to pray it through. We are spiritual beings. And, uh, you know, it's not about us trying to, as, as Jean Marc was saying about, you know, you know, the wisdom of men. Mm. This is about seeking the wisdom of God, the will of God, God's ways, you know, being in alignment with him to receive that which he has for us all, but also for us to be able to take that to the rest of the world. Mm. And if we are not in position, you know, we can't, we can't hear, we can't receive, we, we're not in position, we can't do and be his hands, his feet, his mouthpiece, because ultimately that's what we're here for. <laughs> we're here for his purpose, you know, for his will to be done in our lives and through us, our households. That's what we are here for. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's beautiful to see this happening. You know, so you, you definitely need a grace. The, God's grace is, is sufficient, you know, for this time and for the seasons going forward. We continue to ask for his grace um, for this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So let us continue to rise and let us continue to pray. You know, as I said, you know, sometimes... We may be called to pray at two o'clock in the morning. You may wake up in the middle of the night 
and find it very difficult to go back to sleep, then I think it's the Lord is calling you to pray. Mm. And we don't really know sometimes what we pray for. We just pray in the spirit and down the line, something's taking place in the spirit, maybe somewhere close to you, maybe somewhere on the other side of the world, mm. maybe a situation um, that may be, may not, God may not want this situation to happen and use you in prayer to stop this. Or maybe mm, an, an open door, maybe a door to be open somewhere. Very interesting. So that was one of the positive. The other positive for some of us, you know, I put this here, but I think it is only for some of us, uh, work-life balance. And you touch on it. Um, I know for some people that I know that working, there's no work-life balance. Um, it seemed that when this lockdown took place, mm-hmm. it's pretty much changed everything in that sense, which means that they're working more, longer hours. And it's almost like some company used the opportunity to be, what's the word? Is he abusive exploit exploit Mm. begin to exploit people and make them work so you're working from home so you can do more because you're home but for others it's created a little bit more of a work-life balance which means that they were able to work and they were able to spend time with family as we know everything when it comes to work the first word that comes to everybody's mind is zoom (laughs) <laughs> you know the zoom call the zoom meeting um everybody seemed to be zooming pretty much all day long because that's been pretty much in terms of communication in terms of dealing with clients in terms of dealing with aspect of work it has been the most used uh, way of you know get a job done pretty much On the other side, the fact that there's a work balance has created this element of people be able to balance a little bit more how they work, you know. Some of us can work two hours and have a bit of a break, spend time or have lunch with, you know, with their loved ones and then go back to work. Now, like I said earlier on, that's not for everyone. There's been a difference. But from our perspective, I've experienced this because I used to, get to the office, work long hours, and then come back home late. By the time I come back home, everybody's in bed and sleeping pretty much. The fact that I'm at home, I can do my work from home, I can have my meeting by Zoom, and then be able to balance dinner time with family, that has been great. And also, that stopped me to work on Saturdays, for example, which sometimes I used to go and work on Saturdays. So which allows us to incorporate other activities such as movie night, you know, when every week, every members of our family would choose a film and then we watch it. So we've got a family of three children ranging from seven to 14. So when the seven-year-old chooses movie, mm-hmm. it's pretty much kind of child kind of movie, but everybody's enjoying it and vice versa. And, it's, and I think there's been that kind of excitement when we created our home kind of cinema with our popcorns and, you know, our, you know, our goodies. And then we sit down and watch movie together, enjoy this movie together. And, and, and I think for some of us, 
we were able to recreate the atmosphere and and the fact that sometime on a zoom call meeting you're having a zoom call meeting that your child just opened the door and then just jumping on the you know in the room you know very oblivious to this um to the intensity of the meeting and i would say the seriousness of the meeting and people pretty much fine with it you know i was in a meeting last week and she's on a meeting and the husband just pop in and the next minute the son just pop in behind in the background and then you got a daughter popping in in the background and she was pretty normal because she's used to it now so there is this kind of elements when you can begin to balance your work mm. and your life and like i said it's not for everyone it is not for everyone but you can begin to balance this and i think that has been one of the positive i would say when it comes to uh, the lockdown to be able to balance this and i know that some of you may say well that's that's not working out for me because mm-hmm. i'm working out and, and we're talking for example this when we're talking about the key workers some of them have to stay in the hotel haven't seen their family for months mm-hmm. so it doesn't work necessarily for everyone but also for mothers who are home um working from home as well because they're trying to balance the the homeschooling with their work and then also still the duties that they have to do as well. So it, it can be quite intense um, from what I'm hearing. Um, yeah, it can be quite intense. So I think in that sense, it's actually finding the balance and not thinking that your children are not going to be educated and not be able to get through and but all sorts. So it's, it's quite it's interesting. Concern in how that how way. do you find this balance then? Because, you know, we're talking about work-life work, work life, um, work life balance. Um, and as I said, you've got the, the aspect when people can find this balance between work mm. and life. But that's others that can't find it. And, you know, I use the example of some of the key workers, for example, mm. that have to be in places and they have no choice. And some of the nurses, for example, and if they are on the front line in terms of dealing with the COVID-19 and they have to be on quarantine, which you mean for some of them, they don't really see their children. What, what kind of balance is that? Yeah, it's a complete imbalance. So, yeah, it's seasonal, isn't it? So there isn't a balance there. And, and the thing is, it's just, I think it's a season. And that's what you were saying. It's not really a work-life balance for everyone because mm-hmm. they, they, it's a complete imbalance, isn't it, for this season. So it's, um, it's one of those things, unfortunately, that it's, hopefully we pray as we go through that it will be a season where they can actually then get home and there will be balance for them. But from the beginning for key workers, such as nurses, doctors, um, people within hospitals, um, policemen, um, women, and people who were going out, people who work for in the care industries, it was always in terms of shifts and things they're the ones who are called upon the most in times such as this. So it, the pressure from the beginning was going to be on them. Um, yeah. So we, do, we just continue to pray for those who we know who are in those positions and, and for help and for grace for them in this time, uh, because it's, prayer, is, prayer is, is one of the, the things that can help them through, but also to be able to practically help them as well where we can. Um, so if we can, if we're near them and we know people like that, you know who are in who are key workers who and if you have the the space as well you know just to do little things just to ask them what they need help with 
because in within within community just help try and help where you can and i know people within this community have been they've been um helping in the sense of with the, with the childcare. um some people have been helping in that way just making sure that and then speaking to one another so people can have that person to kind of offload um to unburden things as well because they're seeing and experiencing a lot um through this time so and i think the positive of that is that relationships are being built and forged and formed and that that never would happen because people are quite um self-reliant um generally i i find in our society now people kind of just get on with it they have their own focus and their own routines and all the rest of it but now people are having to to kind of ask for help in a way which they're not normally used to um and they're having to rely on one another whereas before this is how communities were when you look at the war times and when my parents came over from the west indies anyway that's how i have a lot of aunties and uncles that are blood relatives of mine because they didn't have family members here um, and they all came around the same time so they became very good friends um to the point where that we became family you know most of us we we spent time when our parents were working nights um, my mom used to work nights my dad used to work nights um at times we would, sometimes she'd work early in the morning or but sometimes she would work nights when she had two jobs my mom and then my dad was working nights as well we would actually if we weren't at my auntie's house because it was a bit much she had four boys and there were four of she had five four boys and there were four of us so she had eight children so for her to have eight children every week <laughs> when my parents are working the weekends it was a lot so the thing is what they would do is they'd they kind of rotate between the families between the households and those people i call you know some of them just passed away sadly but they were my they were always called auntie to me i knew them as my aunts they were they were closer to me than my mom some of my mom's sisters because i grew with them so the relationships are being formed and forged now um, out of adversity i feel that probably wouldn't have happened um because in our societies i say now it's just we kind of got our own thing going on we we have our child minds we have this we have that so we don't really re- rely on community as much as we used to um or as much as our parents used to so i think that is a real positive a real real positive thing i was just angry so as you were as you were talking it just kind of reminded me the purpose of what we're doing you know building a community within mm. and, and and really learning how to build this community as you said really gather the reliance on, on one another and it's quite nice that you touch on you know on, on parents and the generation the previous generation you know that come to different country are they they will meet together you know mm-hmm. meet together because they are to they are to they were in a foreign land and and you know they have in a way to survive and and the only way to survive is to be together and it's quite interesting that when you think about other community around the asian community you know uh you know a lot of them are very neat together you know even you know any other you know community they're pretty much neat together mm-hmm. and i think it's good to see that as a positive as well mm-hmm. because as you said we are people self-rely the society will rely pretty much on self to be honest mm-hmm. so to be able to be in a situation of lockdown when you can't go shopping and somebody just call you or text you a message i mean as that do you need anything or i mean ali do you need anything it's really kind of bond things and, and you go shopping and now you're thinking let me call him to see whether i need anything and and that for me that was also quite a nice positive that i don't think we experienced it before you know you go shopping you do you do your stuff and you come out you come home and mm. cook but the fact that now you kind of thinking mm. because 
you've got okay you know i'm going to be queuing for an hour half an hour and i'm there you know so don't really want the other person to queue it to come if i'm going there i might as well just get things for people and then before you know you get this long list you know on your phone and and then you drop the, the goods to people mm-hmm. and i think that was good and i think the other thing as well is find people beginning to as you said be relying on each other so you get people that actually will go and bring food to the elder people you know mm-hmm. people that can't come out for example they would go and do the shopping for them and come out and neighbors helping neighbors i think that has been a real real positive in, in in this lockdown you know so it's quite interesting this kind of work balance but also what is created is creating something else out of it you know mm. because you spend more time home obviously because you're on a lockdown i mean you have at times the ability to help those who can't you know because you got those who can't be at home or those who can't be doing anything they those who are constantly on the front line so they can't, they can't look after the children. It's, you know, it's, uh, it, that has been for me the, the, the positive, the fact that they, they were still able to open s- school for key workers, you know, at times. But also then it kind of raised the issue of childcare as well. Others have to go to work. So that was quite interesting, uh, kind of the positive as well. The, the other thing, you know, and, and I think I guess that is really pretty much your domain uh, when we took it food and health. Um, what do you think has been because from my perspective for example since I've been at home obviously the place where I work there's a prêt-à-manger there's a pole and pole French patisserie they don't really they, you know they don't do the best French patisserie but they are doing it here we go my wife is looking at me I'm rolling, I'm rolling my eyes because it, <laughs> I, I was saying that you know, French people are very particular with food. We are, we are. And uh, so when they see Paul, it's not really a real patisserie, but it will kind of do because there's nothing else available. Absolutely. So, you know, it's, they're, they're quite, quite funny. They make me laugh. So they have, um, they have these places around and they have KFC and they have burgers and they have all that kind of places. So which you mean health wise, it wasn't good for me. Um, uh, yeah, I was just eating pretty much if it wasn't burger, there's a pizza place as well. And then there's another place just right. There's, um, pizza express there as well. Mm. So everything was there for you to eat junk food. And I kind of really indulged myself a lot during those time as my body was showing and beginning to show. Um, <laughs> but the interesting thing is when we went into the lockdown, obviously everything closed down. Which you mean that, number one, I have to think, or I have not to think, but I have to listen to my wife because she's the expert in health. I'm telling you that. And I'm not trying to brag her in. She's actually the expert in health. As for some of you guys are listening to the show, uh, she knows what she's talking about and, and in detail. And she's able to break it down in a way that makes us understand. So she's been for years, you know, really tried to get me eat more fruit and veg and and more salad and i think during that time of the lockdown my food habits has changed dramatically you know really really changed dramatically i can't eat food without having my salad and this is something that she can testify that you know i wasn't into salad i wasn't into vegetables but that's been really something that has changed and and, and i think the other thing as well as we begin the show uh, when we started the show again, the first thing that 
we um, discuss it in terms of building a community within was to bring or grow our own food, our own veg, because of different aspects that you mentioned, the pesticide and, and the uh, GMO and, and so on, the seeds. So we begin to do that. And, and I've just done a little film on it. And I was trying to see whether we can try to show it, possibly how we've done it. And you can see she's done most of the work, but I, I've done a little bit as well. But it's been interesting, this kind of food or health that has been dramatically changing, not only in our family, but I believe in many other families when they actually began to do things. What do you want to say about this? <laughs> no, I think it's, uh, for me, it's, it's a, such a win-win situation in that sense, because um, in the sense of, you know, people have begun to really look at their health, um, asking a lot of questions about health, about what they should eat, um, and, and just about their lifestyle and just really really as i was saying people are having time to reflect upon a lot of things and health obviously is one of the major things um that people have been looking at the foods that they eat what they shouldn't eat and um, the things that are in their diets and, and really asking questions um about that so it's been a, a really positive thing and i really really am really pleased with what i'm seeing and and also the real uprising of people growing their own produce i mean it's it's fantastic um it's really really good and it's such a beautiful thing to see um to observe and i just pray that it will continue you know um and that it's not just something because you know sometimes you go to the gym and you think it's christmas it's just after christmas and we'll keep it up for a little while and and then people kind of start dropping off and i just pray that people will remain um very f focused not focused so they're obsessive but they will really realize that without health, you don't really, you can't, you know, God is first. And then after, for me, after, after that, if you don't have your health, you can't really have, you can't really do anything. Mm. Um, and I know that because of where I've been and what I've experienced. So it's just, I wouldn't want people to go where I've had to go in order for me to actually get that, to understand that and get that revelation. Um, so this is why I always say prevention is better than cure. So it's lovely that people are taking, taking, taking time and taking care of themselves and really looking into food and what works for them and what doesn't as we know everyone's unique and everyone's built differently so what one needs another one may not so it's it's beautiful it's for me it's i'm, I'm pleased to see it it's really really pleasing to watch and to observe well we, we as i said when we begin this this journey in the lockdown and when we start the show we kind of wanted to see how we you know we're talking this you know when uh, one of our guests came and talked to us about planting your own produce and, mm. and so on so we done it we well she's done it i assisted and i watch it and i'm meeting it i'm meeting it but uh, what i'm trying to say <laughs> is that we begin to do things and and, I, and we kind of put out put kind of put a video in a video uh together we're trying to see whether you can and play completely if we can't then i would post it on on the facebook page as well um but this is the day when we actually begin to plant and then we can talk to you after that done is we just put on the coat on the planters they're wooden planters because um, i just find that wooden planters weed nicely um and they're they, they last nicely as well over time, they age nicely over time, they just look nice. 
um, but also the wood is not as toxic as the plastic. So this is why we've chosen it, um, even though we lined them with plastic, um, which is the the, um, the one that is is it decomposes. But what we've done is we've put this is just my colour preference. Um, but what we've done is we've put an undercoat first of all on the wood. So you saw the wood planted, so that's what they look like now. So that's the, the white one. But what we've done is we've put the colour, that paint that we want to have, um, which is our colour preference. Um, this is like an outdoor paint, um, which you can get from any any um, hardware store like B&Q or Wilkinson's. We've asked from Wilkinson's. I think it costs for a small recycling. Costs um, eleven pounds, and this one is one that I'm actually using from last year. And you can actually see that it's got quite a bit of paint in it still. It's got over half a tin. So I, I painted two planters last year, um, which are bigger than these ones, and then we've still got over half a tin of paint left. So they can, you can actually just keep repainting each year, and each year that you repaint, what's happening is when you put another layer of paint on it, straight kind of um, strengthens the box because it's creating another layer. A layer upon layer of paint so it makes the, the um, boxes stronger as well so now excitingly you've finished our boxes we've painted them so we can see some of the finished articles here and yeah so we've finished that so what we want to do now is we want to line the boxes so we're going to be lining the boxes with plastic bags so these are garden bags then recycled garden bags so what we can do is we can actually put these into this so they're decomposed you can put these into the boxes just to line them but what I'm doing is I'm just going around and putting holes in the bags because the, the compost needs to breathe and um, plants need to breathe they need to be the water needs drainage as well when we when we water them otherwise the the plants will become waterlogged so what we're doing now is we're actually just putting holes in the bags um, and this is a real DIY thing, so you could just do this. I don't know how much a roll of 10 garden sacks cost a few pounds. Um, the boxes themselves cost 20. So I've been putting holes in this bag. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be lining. And it doesn't, so the thing is, this doesn't have to be neat because what you're doing is, all you're doing is you're putting, uh, putting holes in here, opening this bag up and then just putting it inside um, to actually line the box so it doesn't actually need to be super neat you don't need to be super tidy because you're not going to be able, you're not going to be able to see it so what's going to happen is we're actually going to put this inside a box to line it just cut it and you can tear it down and at times i don't get this right so it's just like i'm just tearing it and then what i will do is i will just put it inside the box so you can see that this is the box here. And all we're doing is just put it inside. So we're lining, making a lining inside. And the thing is, all the edges and stuff, you can, once you've got your soil in, you can just tuck it, tuck those edges in. And you'll see what I mean, it's just like that, you can tuck them in. Some people probably say, what are you doing? You can do this neater, but it doesn't really matter.
So now what John Mark's doing is just putting the some more soil because the planters they take quite a bit of soil. They normally take we, you're never quite sure depending on the size of the planter what how much soil you'll need. Um, but the thing is for this plant it's quite a big plant. I'll get the dimensions afterwards and get them for you. Um, but it's taken we put half a bag of the other that was a bit of soil that was left over from before we put half a bag of that soil from before and i think it'll probably take another half so that's one bag of five liters of oh, it's not five it's 50 liters five liters will be a lot it's 50 liters um, of soil and it's multi-purpose compost so you can grow different things in that type of soil and i think what it, it was a few pounds that that's from from asda it was a few pounds um, if you want to be a bit more specific with your with your soil, you can get organic soil and all sorts of different soil, but you know it, it can be quite costly. So we're doing what we can with what we have, as we always say. So now we have some onion seeds here. So we've put most of the other seeds in. We're just putting just a few of yellow onions into here. So saying they ought to be about four inches apart. We've got a measurer on my trowel so it just makes it easier so you don't have to be spending time measuring things so i normally put about four seeds in here some people put more some people put this i tend to find that it works well we've got a little bit of excuse my extremely well for some planting so extremely dirty gloves and then four inches apart This covers lightly with soil, so just very lightly. This trough. You kind of start gauging it with your eyes after a while how many inches apart. You can kind of measure the inches. Getting colder now, sun's gone in. I like to plant in the sun. It's a full on day today, so I ended up coming back out late to do this. Another few in there. Okay. So um, I apologize for those who couldn't see on the Facebook. We're going to post it for some reason. Um, not really play on Facebook. You know, they're having these things at the moment. Even when it's your own video at time, they're trying to stop the broadcast for some reason. So um, very, very sensitive apologies for that. Uh, we'll try to post this uh, on Facebook for those who can listen it after. But that's what we did. Um, that's what we uh, we did. Uh, as soon as we had a show with... Um, with one of our guests who talked to us about gardening, then we decided to begin because I think that there's no point for us to be there talking about planting and produce, doing our own produce, talking to people about doing it and we're not doing it. Um, and as a matter of fact, um, where we have now, we, we ate it. You know, we had radish coming out of it. We have lettuce coming out. The spring onion has been planted. There's tomato, tomatoes, tomatoes, or tomatoes, or you, you know, whatever you're from, um, just growing. 
um why is it we have we have herbs um we have um kale um and i don't know what else do we have onions broccoli rosemary coriander thyme um chives um herbs like melissa so mm-hmm. lemongrass carrots um yeah so yeah we've got a few things we've got quite a few things so um sorry so that's been things and and i think that one of the things that i i remember master coming out of it and really kind of showing this lovely picture here um of radish and mm. and latest that came out of the mm. garden that it's, was it's fennel actually i forgot we've got fennel so there's fennel, fennel in right. the middle there's coriander yeah. on the top radish round the sides yeah so yeah so that was that was beautiful and and i think that what's changed really is this um for me is really now i have to have my salad you know in my food and very careful of what i eat um very careful of what i drink as well. i mean i don't I just pretty much drink water to be honest. I don't drink hardly any anything else. You know, maybe a glass of wine if it's a special occasion, but that's about it. Um, but it's really about having more fruit and and nuts as well. That we've been eating more nuts. So mm. before I wouldn't, you know, if I needed to snack, I would snack on biscuit, I would snack on other things. But we because we change, we stop buying those stuff and really replace it, we've got a healthier way to eat. And and that's been really taking place much during the lockdown. And the fact that I'm not in a place when I am tempted to go and just buy a piece of cake or a pain au chocolat or a croissant and so on, you know, which I used to fed up for so many years, you know, since I was a kid, to be honest. And now I'm going to boulangerie patisserie and I don't want any of this. I'm going to ask that. And I know I'm not looking at buying a pain au chocolat, a pack of pain au chocolat croissant. And when master buy for the children, I, I don't really eat it. It's just, it's just there, you know, really. And, and I think that's been very, very positive. And, and the fact that now I can see from a little seed, as you, you know, trying to see in the video, from a little seed to what it is now, it, it, is, it is incredible. It is incredible mm. in that sense. Um, and I think that's one thing that I really, really, really say are positives worth this lockdown in the fact that it's changed our habits as well how we eat what we do and master for example you exercise more yeah you do a lot definitely. more exercise yeah. than you used to do before yeah i do yeah i think it's something that you want to try and factor in but as you, as we said with running up and down and trying to do all sorts um in terms of um when you've, you've got how many school drop-offs you've got two school drop-offs different schools and you're picking up and you're doing all sorts and um it's trying to fit all of that in and and the thing is i generally i could maybe fit maybe once or once a week i would love to have fit more but i just couldn't it just wasn't happening mm. um so yeah it's it's um yeah joe wicks is my is my man you know it's yeah, uh, to be everybody's it's really, man at the moment, he's really it? really helped me to actually because I, I never ever used to like doing exercise like classes or anything like that at all um but these hit workouts i've i've heard how good they are for you i i was reading how from ages ago how useful um the high intensity interval training was and uh, i was like mm, wouldn't mind trying that but just wasn't finding someone who kind of worked for me but i think he's just as he said he's not scientific or technical 
it's just very simple. You go and you do what you need to do. And, and th- for me, you know what I, I always say about 20 minutes, you know, 20 minutes works for me, the sense of 20 minutes of whatever per day. So whatever I'll do is I always try and fit 20 minute sections in of things. So whether it's 20 minutes of meditation, whether it's 20 minutes of, of exercise, whether it's 20 minutes, meditation on the word of God, yeah. Meditation on the word of God. Yeah. We will talk about, when we talk about holistic health, we'll go into that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's just 20 minutes of stretching, whatever it is. I I tend to do things in 20 minutes slots and it works for me. Um, 20 minutes of relaxation, you know, just, just, 20 minutes of, of prayer if that's what's necessary but I think these 20 minute slots to start out are quite nice they don't put as much pressure on your body and on you to think that you have to be doing this major long workout session and you get this beautiful rush of endorphins and you really feel so so great afterwards mm. and your body's moving it's it's doing what it needs to do mm. so yeah yeah it's Brilliant. been great so the next point I think the next generation mm. um i think that is is it a positive or is he a question mark to it we will know in the next few years but i think a lot of the things that has been taking place is mm. is our youth um some of them uh, seem to have taken on new gift new talents new um skills i would say yeah but they're also education begin to educate understand more about life and and how they deal with being locked on as they did from the moment when they could see their friends every day at school and then suddenly they can't how did they deal with the social distancing for example which has been very very difficult for some of them but what we've seen um from our perspective is that some of our youth are taking on new skills um, they really look to do things differently and and embrace they embrace the lockdown in a different way obviously not going to school for a season they loved it you know when they said that we're not going back to school they were very happy but i think towards the end for some of them it's been a little bit kind of boring that mm, challenging for challenging. Not socially being able to to socialize mm-hmm. um, with friends and to be able to have the, that interaction and just that movement that they used to, i think for us our daughter was saying that she Misses just having walks because she would walk and talk with her friends. Um, when she finished school, she would walk down to our son's school and we'd meet there um, and do the pickup from there. So it's easy for me rather than do, doing three schools, <laughs> um, three school pickups. She would be kind to mummy and come and meet, meet us down there. But it was nice because we'd pick her friend up at the same time. But they had time to actually converse. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas they wouldn't, that time now, they don't really have that because they're on WhatsApp or they're you know, doing on TikTok or whatever they, the way they communicate. Um, and uh, it's not as much, I say that, but she's still up until whatever time of the morning sometimes talking to her friends. So, yeah, it's, but it's not daily. That's the thing. That's the difference. Mm. You know, so, it, yeah, it, ha- it is being felt, I think. Um, for ones who are, are quite social, social children, quite sociable, I think it's been quite tough for them. And it's becoming a little bit strained. Mm. um so yeah it's it's different so but the positive thing about it is that they um for us we've said that our children have we've become closer to our children they've become closer to us we've been able to have because we don't normally when you're running up and down doing school runs and everything you don't have time to be talking about life 
um, generally, you know, maybe you, you'll have that bit of time, um, maybe once a week. Um, but, you know, when you're in a flow of conversation, if you're speaking to someone each day about different things, you become closer to them, you become more open, uh, more vulnerable. Um, and I just, I'm just seeing that with our children, they're, they're at that space, in that space where they're more vulnerable um, with us, more open and uh, more honest. And we're more honest with them. So we're having quite frank conversations about a lot of things. Mm. And it's a nice time because my son's almost a teenager now. He's going to be a teenager next week. And um, our daughter is, is a teenager. So it's, it's, it's an important time. So I think the positive for me for the next generation is they actually getting time. We're getting time to impart into them um yeah we're getting time to impart into them and i think spiritually as well i think that is critical um for what they will be going they will see and they will be experiencing in the future i think it's so critical that we have this time and we make use of this time and i'm not saying that their academics are not important because they are but the spiritual aspect of things being able to spend time with devotional time and and speaking the word and, and talking about different things in relation to to spiritual things and you know I think that is very very detrimental mm. and we just don't normally have time to do that and I think most households just don't um, but yeah it's 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 a it's a positive and then learning about their race more about their race um, understanding history more um, our children have always been quite big fans of history. Um, but but now they're learning more, even though they've learned about black history, um, about, you know, more to do from the, the slavery perspective. They're learning the positives about black history, which I would always say to them, it's not just about slavery. And I speak to them about other things. Um, and when I started speaking about it, they kind of go and kind of roll their eyes and say, when I'm talking about, you know, inventors and scientists and things like that. I, I, it's almost like they didn't really believe me, <laughs> um, even though I've got books and I was showing them the books. But now when they're hearing it on a grand scale, they're like, did you know, you know, and there it's, it's a positive confidence building um, thing to see our children embracing these things in this manner. And I think it's for the next generation, I was saying that, you know, possibly before, if they only considered themselves of having a certain value or only being able to do particular certain things, um, now they will be able to see themselves very differently and the possibilities and opportunities that are arising even in their minds the mindset is a very very key thing they will be able to they're now i can see children changing it's almost directions will change um positioning is changing spiritually they're, they're becoming stronger going going inquiring more um asking more and the thing is their destinies are, will change, um, I believe, because of what, what will be sown in this season at this time and in such a time as this. Um, because their destinies have always been written, but they need to be in alignment with that. Um, and sometimes we don't always fulfill that which God has called for us to do if we don't believe it, you know. And he said all things are possible if we believe, you know. So that's part of the mind. The mind is part of the part of the the thing is the challenge is the mind you have your mind has to be in alignment with the will you know um and sometimes our minds we don't believe for whatever reason things are spoken over us into us um that that kind of squashes and 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 thwart the plans and stop the plans of god becoming coming to pass in our lives um 
And I believe now is a time where we are sowing differently. Opportunities are here. And spiritually, this is a phenomenal time to be able to sow into our children. Mm. So they do fulfill their destinies. So the plans of God are fulfilled through them and that they, they are world changers. You know, I really believe that world changers will come from a time such as this um, because their minds, their mindset is, is changing, you know. Mm. So, yeah, next generation. Sprint. Okay, so I think we've got some of it done here. There's so many other positives that we can mention, but I, I just thought that probably that would be the one that just really came to my to my spirit as, mm. as I was asking the Lord. Um, next week, we're going to have um, a guest speaker coming in, um, Pastor Sharon Enkrat, who's going to give us a, a, a spiritual perspective a spiritual um dynamic of what's taking place now and you know i have your question ready um and um yeah she'll be coming on the show so we'll be talking mm -hmm. to us uh you know, from the spiritual dynamic um the atmosphere the current atmosphere that we're in and and potentially giving us some prophetic word as well insight of what may happen and so on so uh we're looking forward to uh, to have on the show uh next week as well but what are we just really commit this to the Lord and just thank him for not showing it only was taking perspective, but showing us that there's also been some positive mm. of this situation, this current situation. We know that we're coming out of the new, no of this lockdown now, things seem to be more relaxed. And I think as a matter of fact, I'll have been told that even some of the social distancing be reduced from two meters to one meters. Uh, I've been kind of told as well that the pub may start to reopen and rest may start to reopen. Uh, from over the next week or so and, and i think by july things will begin to resume a little bit more and, and i just want us to pray that whatever we learn during that time when we've been confined and i think for most of us we still be working from home to be honest but whatever the lord show us that we will take it for the next phase you know for me for the next phase and i, and I think for us is continuing to remind ourselves that we want to continue to build a community within, you know, in preparation for what's coming. We touched on the Antichrist uh, two weeks ago. We did not, not finish. We won't finish next week, but uh, there's a timing for it. So we'll be finishing uh, in a couple of weeks as well to really put into perspective the dynamic, the atmosphere um, that we're in at the moment. And we, you know, one of the things that, I, I keep hearing um, as we doing those shows and, and, you know, be very proactive. Uh, we do it, you know, in terms of learning how to grow on vegetables, you know, in terms of our health, uh, in terms of also uh, looking at what's taking place on the outside. It's the word preparation, preparation, keep coming in preparation, keep coming in. And, you know, when we prepare, it is not only for us, it's also for the next generation. Mm -hmm. You know, they will, you know, if Jesus doesn't return in our generation, you know, the next generation has to be ready and prepared. So what we are doing now, we are laying the foundations. We are putting the bricks. We are beginning to build the temple as, you know, when David wanted to build a temple of God, God said that it's Solomon that we built it but he would give David every instruction, the foundation. So we don't know whether we will be here 
when the Antichrist come and the system and the Great Tribulation come, we, I don't know, you know, I don't want to speculate. But what I do believe that the Lord has put in my heart is to begin to gathering people, beginning to uh, align people to prepare themselves and also to prepare us. You know, there's a lot of things that we need to do over the next few years to think about in a greater scale in terms of lands, buying lands and, and, and really gather, collecting all the seeds and, and beginning to, you know, this, this initiative that we want to begin, you know, grow to give, you know, which is really beginning to grow crops so we can distribute it. You know, those are things that wanted to, and, and, and also we need people from every spheres, every areas, you know, because <laughs> you can't build a community on your own. It takes people to build a community. Each one of us have different skills. If one of us has different ability, each one of us has different talents. So when we're talking about building a community within, we're talking about gathering people from everywhere, you know, believers you know in the same common goal to build this community within you know so we need doctors you know we need we need teachers we need people in the media we need it people we need people from everywhere because it is a community made of people you know to prepare you know to prepare for for the end times so I want us to pray, and as we close it, as we thank you again for 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 this week, and really want to begin to pray and then thanks the Lord for what He's done over the last week since we restarted during the lockdown. And as it says, we're now entering a different phase because the lockdown is ending for now, so something is going to come out of it. But we've got to continue to have this vision in place and continue to build, continue to move forward, and you know continue to hear what the spirit of the lord is saying to us in this season it is so key that we continue to hear from him that we hear from him as he guides us as he pre as he helps us to prepare ourselves that we hear you know and as i said for some of us you know god we speak different things so let, let's pray father we just want to thank you so much for this time that we spent today and lord again i just want to really want to commit um commit this you know this this vision of yours building the community within i just pray lord that you continue to speak to us but i also pray that we will hear from you lord i mm -hmm. pray father that we will truly hear from you that we will listen to what you have to say to us in this season and mm -hmm. the season to come and lord that we will be obedient to what you're saying to us we thank you father that you have given us the tools and the ability the talent the skills mm -hmm. and the gift father to advance your kingdom. And we pray that we will use it wisely, Lord, that we will use it to advance your kingdom and also to prepare the remnant for the end times. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen.